Hello, and welcome back to Skilling It. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self care ideas with a biblical basis using current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. Welcome back. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Here we are, season two, episode six, The Art of Conflict Resolution, Know Thyself. So this is part of a series that I started and I um, love that people are needing it. If you've listened to it, you know I kind of did it for myself, which applies to this one too. These are for me. I love that you're listening. But go back and listen to season two, episode five to learn the toll that conflict takes on our lives um, and then come back and this is uh, the second part of the series. So we'll start with a Bible verse. This is James 4, 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? Ooh, that's something to think about. So I want to start by defining conflict. Here we go. It is an expressed struggle between at least two interdependent parties who perceive incompatible goals, scarce resources, and interference from others in achieving their goals. So that is from Interpersonal Conflict by Wilmot and Hawker. If you study conflict resolution at all, you're going to have this book because it is a staple. But let me break that definition down for you. First of all, an express struggle. We don't think about that. But what that means is that it must have been brought to someone's attention. Interdependent parties are people who work together, live together. They have some form of interaction. So what they do affects me. Incompatible goals That is when what you're doing is getting in my way. So a sports analogy for that, a basketball analogy would be the blocked shot. My grandson would love that. Um, Scarce resources, you guys. So resources can be money, land, water, power, position, even affection. Um, And then interference from others. So what you're doing is getting in the way of achieving my goals. Okay, that's a lot. But I want to kind of veer off for a second and tell an interesting story about Chester the Shrimp. His uh, name or the name of his species is Lismata ambienensis. All right, let's break it down. He's a cleaner shrimp. Chester is a new addition to our saltwater fish tank, and he landed with a bang. Uh, The definition of Chester's sort said, they are typically a peaceful shrimp and can tolerate other tank shrimp species. Doesn't say a thing about fish here. So let's talk about Chester because he is the exception. 
from the minute he landed, he stirred up all kinds of chaos in the tank. <laughs> to the point where one fish attempted to jump tank when he entered the scene. But fortunately for that fish, he succeeded only in landing in the filter. Chester was unfazed. When it's feeding time, Chester and his antennae are all over the tank. The other fish dive bomb him or keep a healthy fish distance as he briskly sidesteps his way around the tank, scooping up all the best morsels of food. The good thing about Chester is that his presence has stirred up and brought out fish and crabs we don't often get to see. The bad thing about Chester is the dissension in the fish tank. There are usually good and bad things about conflict. It's not all bad. Chester is like a lot of people. He's completely unaware of what he's leaving in their wake. And sometimes people are completely unaware of what their energy brings. They scurry from place to place intent on filling their own needs. If Chester were my client, I would begin with a painful task of self-awareness. Self-awareness may not be painful for everyone, but ladies and gentlemen, it sure was for me. So in this episode, I will begin to dissect each of the six conflict management strategies we discussed at the end of episode five, and we'll get into each one. So let me just say that I fully acknowledge my counting was way off in episode five. Uh, so I'll try to do better here. Um, but you know, sometimes I keep that stuff because I tend to be quite a perfectionist and it's really good for me to just see my common humanity. So here are six strategy reminders. These were from the end of episode five, but I'm going to remind you because we're going through each one. Uh, number one, step back pause, prepare, and pray for your attitude. Uh, I talked about three good things to think about the other person. Step two, treat the other with respect. Step three, listen until you've experienced the other side. Step four, state your views, needs, feelings, this is called the assertive statement. I can't wait to get that to that episode. Uh, step five, brainstorm together. Step six, implement your solutions. So remember today we are on step one, which is step back, pause, prepare, and pray for your attitude. Remember in episode five, I even suggested you think three good things about the other person. Pausing when confronted with conflict is not common. Watch the five o'clock news, read social media. You get the idea. So step back. What does this mean for you? I have some ideas. Disengage, walk away, go away, put yourself in time out. 
So step back pause is similar to step back because both of them end that conflict cycle at least temporarily, right? So for pause, I say top, stop talking. Take three deep breaths. So three deep breaths works as conflict mitigation as well. I have a little story to tell you with permission. My brother and I went to a social event recently and we were kind of talking about the, the event and I asked him, I said, this is my brother, Greg. He said I could use his name. He's so wonderful. And I said, we were talking about, you know, what is kind of concerning about going to this event. And he said, well, how, you know, how to react? How do I re react if someone says something offhanded? And I said, well, you know, in my training, blah, 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 I would recommend pausing before reacting and maybe take three deep breaths. Even one will do, but three is amazing. So we are at the event and it happened. The ignorant comment. I happened to be right there and we looked at each other. And do you know what? I could see him not so exaggerated, but I could tell he was doing it. And then we got to kind of giggling the poor ignorant, um, the person who said the ignorant comment must be thinking, what is going on? But you know what? I was so proud of him. He reacted so well. <laughs> I, it was amazing. As a conflict coach, like this was my shining moment. So really, I mean, just if we get a plan for when some, sometimes we're so caught off guard, there's nothing we can do. But in this case, we were prepared and it was amazing. So here's the thing. So we're at pause. We said, stop talking, take three deep breaths. What I want to tell you is don't you worry about that conflict that you're dealing with. It's not going to go anywhere. Conflict sits around. It can be scheduled. Conflict resolution can be scheduled. In fact, I recommend it. Um, in the meantime, during your break between the stimulus and your resolution, go exercise. Uh, that will help reduce stress hormones, releases endorphins that make us feel really good, right? Stress hormones are a plenty during conflict. You can feel it. In fact, I recommend starting to recognize when, um, you know, you start to feel stress in conflict or in a conversation. Um, the more awareness you have of it, the better you are going to be at heading it off with those three deep breaths or some of these other um, suggestions. I do some of my best Best walking, by the way, when I'm fired up. And yes, I get fired up. 
So the next suggestion is prepare. Remember we uh, talked about that discussion I had with my brother, but for this, everyone's different. So I'll suggest some kind of different ways to prepare so that you are ready to re-engage. So I want to start with self-awareness. You guys, I've done a ton of work on self-awareness in the, um, in conf in emotional intelligence and it is really amazing you don't want to be all about yourself but you do want to be self-aware so here are some questions that can help you be more aware in conflict situations and there's 10 of them so hang on to your hats here so first of all what was the triggering event Two, can you remember the first time this issue was a hot button for you? And I put this one in because sometimes these things come sneak up behind us from our past. Number three, which of your values were violated? Number four, how does this conflict affect my identity? Number five, how do I want others to see me throughout this conflict? There we go back to identity. Number six, how do I want to feel after this conflict has been resolved? There's some consequential thinking. Number seven, what judgments am I making about the other person? Number eight, did God have a specific purpose when he allowed this conflict into my life? Number nine, how could I grow to be more Christ-like through this conflict? That's your basic WWJD. And number 10, that's what would Jesus do, by the way. Number 10, am I fully aware of the energy I'm expending on this issue. Where could that energy be better used? Let's say if I were to resolve this. So that's some good, really good questions to help um, strengthen our self-awareness. The next thing I want to say is to use your emotions as a signal. They, our emotions, are a reaction to a stimulus of a perception of an event. Your emotions might be telling you something needs to be addressed, something's off. Uh, emotions can be mixed and multiple, right? We can have anger, sadness, fear, guilt, all of the things, and they're telling you something, something needs to be addressed. Feeling emotions and acting on emotions are two very different things. Hmm. And an emotion is not a behavior. Being angry is not the same as acting angry. An emotion is an internal fact. Emotions are a response to a perception we are having. So I hope I broke emotions down for you a bit. We hear a lot about emotions and 
um, you know, some of the issues that they can cause. But when we're self-aware and then we are able to self-regulate because we're being present in the moment, we are able to handle those emotions. Jesus had strong emotions. I'm going through a commentary on the book of Mark and these detail uh, so, so many of the emotions he had. So silly Stoics, emotions are nothing to be scared about. We can, if we're present and aware, we've got this. So another way to build self-awareness is by some conflict mapping. I'll do an abbreviated form here to help you begin to map out your conflict. Are you ready? One. We're thinking about our conflict here. What are the material issues in this conflict? So remember that could be um, homes, it could be money, it could be possessions, it could be all of the things, right? So those things that we can touch and see. Two, what are the personal issues? So oftentimes it's really easy to identify those material issues Ooh, when we get into personal issues, we have to think about our, our values and lots of other really deep things. So three, which of the personal issues are having the greatest influence on you or the other person? And then four, what did the other person do that offended you? You have to be able to answer these questions to think and reflect on this conflict to be prepared for resolution. So self-awareness is key for growth and change. Asking questions that relate back to the conflict at hand can encourage conflict resolution. So, wow, now we're at a biggie. Pray for your attitude. Yikes. Lord, help me right here. Our attitudes come from our perspectives, which come from our life experiences. Perceptions about others are formed through the process of observing and assigning meaning to the things we see. This is kind of the catalog system in our brain. I call them mind files. <clears throat> it's what's so confusing when we experience something new. So an example is that recently I was working in my office when I heard <clears throat> a loud noise. I couldn't quite figure it out, but I imagine that it was thunder because that's what is most common. That's kind of what I know. And that's what I had in my mind files to assign the meaning of the noise. Okay, you with me so far? I heard a noise. What could it be? I don't know. Uh, FYI, later, I found out that it was actually a meteor hurtling toward Utah. So guess what? Now I have a new mind file that I hope to never use again, by the way. Um, can we change our perceptions? Yes, we can, but it takes at least three things. Empathy, perspective taking, and prayer. Wow. Let me say those again. To change our perceptions, 
it takes at least three things. And I know I'm missing more, but just for the sake of time, empathy, perspective taking, and prayer. So empathy involves both my own perspective and the ability to see things from the other person's point of view, right? So I uh, will get into this in a little bit. Um, but I want to caution you here. Empathy is a good thing and can be a bad thing. A lack of balance here can cause empathy fatigue. And what that is, is emotional and physical exhaustion that happens from caring for people or listening to people over time. We start to see a sense of numbness or distancing. So you have to really have some balance here. Take breaks when you need them. Get help. Get counseling if needed. <clears throat> so empathies are really, it's such a fun thing. And we're going to go into that in another episode. So let's go to number two, perspective taking. That requires adopting the other's point of view. So you're like, oh, that sounds easy. But you know what? It's not always because in conflict, we often operate our perceptions using fundamental attribution error. That's a big one. Fundamental attribution error is a biased perception. It's when we attribute our own mistakes to all the external things happening while we attribute others' mistakes or behavior to their character or their emotions. One of the best ways I've found to help change my perceptions about something I don't understand is by using curiosity. Being curious opens a world of possibilities. Here's an example. Going back to the ignorant comment I talked about earlier, had that been directed toward me, by the way, I don't know I could have handled it as well as my brother did. But if I were on my game, I would have used and maybe even verbalized curiosity by saying something like maybe, I'm not sure what you meant by that, or thinking, I wonder what's going on in that person's life to say such a thing, okay? Number three is prayer. God is listening. He sees you. He sees me. <clears throat> so let me provide some questions that help us check our attitude. Are you ready? There's only five. They're pretty simple, right? What can I rejoice in the Lord about in this situation? Have I been gentle or irritable and rude toward others? How can I make the gentleness of Christ evident from this point forward? <clears throat> what have I, number three, what have I been worried or anxious about? Whoa, I think there's a Bible verse that addresses that. Number four, what are the good things about the other person? Remember those three good things. Number five, what scriptures are most difficult to practice in this situation? Those are tough. So <clears throat> I use Chester the Shrimp to illustrate a story here. So maybe I'll end with Chester and give you something to think about. He hasn't changed a bit. 
His sidewinder legs and antenna are all over the tank. He hops, jumps, sidewinds his way around the tank at every feeding and bullies all of the other fish. The other fish have learned to live with him. They've adjusted, which is what we often do when conflict isn't addressed or resolved. Our life, like their meals, becomes a little smaller to adjust for that person. I want to tell you that you can address conflict. <clears throat> you can step back and pause. Self-awareness can help you prepare to address the conflict. You can begin, and by the way, that takes out, because we're doing reflection and uh, some real logical thinking by answering those questions, it takes out so much of the emotion, right? You're still going to have emotion pretty much every time there's conflict. Um, but it can help you prepare to address that conflict. You can become self-aware and change when, when necessary. So sometimes it's not the other person. Sometimes we need to change. You can do God's will even in the face of conflict. Pray about it. Okay. I'm not saying it'll be easy. It might be really hard, but we can do this. Okay. So pause step away, prepare, and pray. Whoa, we are amazing if we can do that. I'm so glad I could bring this amazing example to you today of uh, what happened in real life recently. So the next podcast uh, date, by the way, is to be decided because I just never know when I can get to them, but it is going to be the second um, strategy when dealing with conflict resolution. And that is to, are you ready? Treat the other with respect. I'm telling you folks, this is for me. I'm really glad you can listen to also, um, the episode five, I said in the episode, I'd go back and listen to it and show enough. I did. I had to, you guys. I needed it. So let me end this with prayer. <clears throat> Lord, help us look to you in conflict and follow your will. Let us do the hard work of working through difficult situations. We understand our how our emotions work our perceptions all these amazing things you gave us to help our survival lord we thank you in advance in jesus's name amen this podcast is distributed on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast and more if this podcast resonated with you, please share it with someone you love. Also, you can leave me a message or you can rate this podcast. I would love a five-star rating. If you're feeling generous, support this podcast. See information in the show notes. Let's become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. You've got this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. I'm so thankful for you taking the time to listen. Now I'm done, 
and your skill in it.